Sure, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of The Smartest Dumb Guys. I am one of your co-hosts, Marty DeRosa, and I am joined by... Joe Kilgallen. And uh, this is our, our first episode, and basically we're going to let you guys know what to expect from The Smartest Dumb Guys. Um, basically, it's very self-explanatory. We are... I think I think this is something that I used to say about Joe. This is true. Um, who I think is one of the... I said, I can't tell... I don't know if this was like a... a not a roast joke, but this was like a, no, a I joke. No, this was off stage. Off stage, I would say. I don't know if he's the smartest dumb guy I know or the dumbest smart guy. Which, when I remember when I first heard this, someone was telling me, you know, Marty's calling you... It was two things. You two said, things. Uh, he's the smartest dumb guy, and you said, uh, my comedy is... Bill Hicks for dummies. Bill Hicks for dumb people. Bill Hicks for dumb people, which at first, I, I like that one. Okay. But the smartest dumb guy, I kind of thought like, is he calling me dumb? What is he? I, I took it as an insult. And I, and I feel- And I started bashing things. You started- Because I get very Hulk emotional. Smashing. And it's one, of those, it's one of those things too where, uh, and I think we're both similar in this, we can, we can sit down and talk about just about anything- Yes. But then there's some stuff where I'm like, all right, you lost me there. We have a lot of, I don't get it moments. I know, I exactly. And I know, I know enough- about enough i know enough about everything where i can hang a little bit yes um there's sometimes where i'll see these conversations just take a whole nother turn and my brain just shuts off i have that where i'm a very passionate man mm-hmm. you know i get a, i get really invested into a conversation mm-hmm. where but i don't i don't know how to articulate on certain levels so that's where i think it feel like the bill hicks for dummies comes in where it's like, ah, Joe's making some good points, but he sounds like an ignorant asshole. Right. And, and I think we speak to the other ignorant. I don't yeah. want to say ignorant assholes. Those are our people. We speak to those types of people who maybe I'm not the best red guy. Are you the best red guy? No, not at all. Um, um, I'm I'm not the I think I should have said the most well read. Doesn't matter. See, this See, helps. That's how we do it. Helping guys. our case. Listen, we've graduated from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> you actually have a college degree. I though. do have a college degree. I don't know how I got it. That's um, good, but I dropped out of college. I really, I really just uh, have no business uh, uh, having a What'd college What did you major degree? in? Communications. Oh, okay. That's like the de facto, I like I, to drink a lot major. I took the path of least resistance. <laughs> um, somehow, I Spanish was the hardest thing to pass. Really? I had to take four semesters of Spanish. Don't know how well, I did mine that. Mine was algebra. I was so bad at algebra. But I'm very good at others. Like statistical math, I'm pretty good at, actually. Okay. I f- the last, the Spanish... Um, I don't know, 202 maybe was it? The fa- the final Spanish class, we had to write an essay. And I cheated my way through college. I mean, if there was a way to cheat, I cheated. Nice. And uh and and I found out what the essay was in Spanish. And then I went to the computer lab and I wrote it in a Spanish translator website. Uh. And then I had that hidden in my book. We were allowed to use our books for like whatever we needed. So I just wrote. Was this, this an accredited university you went to? Purdue, Purdue. Purdue. That's right. So I, I then I just wrote all this stuff uh, out from my book, and then I was like, "There you go," and I passed. I don't know how I passed? See, I would have stayed in college if I would have known cheating was that easy. You got to really, because uh, it's a lot of papers. When you write papers, you can't really cheat on those, right? Well, you got to know how to cheat. You got to know what to do. So. We are we are the, the, We're the smartest, smartest dumb, dumb guys. guys. So if if that's uh, if that's what you're into, if that's how you feel like you would gravitate towards, we oh, gravitated towards each other. It. Yeah. Um. We're we're the first guys who will do the uh, the jerk off motion. Like we'll elbow each other and do that if somebody's 
pontificating, which is a, a very good word for this podcast. Very good word. Um, like if someone's if we're losing the debate, we'll do the good old jerk off. Oh, motion. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that. or now now a word like pontificating. This is something that we've talked about, too. Um, you know, there's some things where someone right now is listening, going pontificate. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is what does pontificate mean, Joe? I don't know. You really no, don't know? It's, um, and you're like nodding, like yeah, no pontificating. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I was talking about. The mm-hmm. number of times I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah I know what that means. And I'll be like, I don't know, but I look it up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you, I think what you mean by pontificate, context clues, uh, tells me when someone's. See, I know what it means. I just can't define it. That's what I'm talking about. Baby. Yeah, that's, that's what this, this is, is all perfect. about. Yeah. It's basically, somebody just going on and on about something, and yeah. then this, and then the reason for that is because of this, and then if that because of the it's basically somebody just going on. Yeah, and just kind of like droning on yeah. about something. Yeah. yeah, I kind of yeah put that together. a little preachy, yeah, being a little preachy. And don't little... fucking preach to us. We no, do not we like want to be preached to. Just do like not... you people at home listening, we do not like to be preached to. Do not condescend. Do not say you people. Uh, yeah, do I not like that one. Condescend now. us. Because we will fight you. I will fight. <laughs> Marty will emotionally will, tear you down. I will, emo- I will say mean stuff. No. But that, so, uh, yeah, that's like my favorite of all time uh, moment like that where, where somebody in our situation will just say, yeah, I know exactly what that means. Um, the, the documentary and to us documentaries are a very important part of this. This is how we learn. Franchise. Uh, because let me tell you, that's, that's our books. Franchise. Documentaries. Our, that's our books. Yeah, Netflix documentaries is how I became smarter. Netflix is the library. It is. And anything you bring up to me, sometimes I rely on it too much. It's a it's a card that I have. It's a tool in my toolbox. Then I use it too much. Where I remember I was talking to somebody one night. We were all just, and I go, "Oh, have you seen that documentary? Oh, have you seen that documentary?" And she finally just goes, "You've seen a lot of documentaries." And I'm like, "Okay, I should have just." Sometimes you can. And here's a tip for you guys at home. Use the knowledge from these documentaries, but don't out yourself. Yeah, exactly. As watching the documentary. Why do you do that? I was wondering that. You don't have to say, I saw Blackfish. Just say, SeaWorld? That place is bullshit. Exactly. That's you know what? bullshit. I like to do it this way. Oh, you know what I heard the other day? Oh, what's that? That's my Exactly. That's my ah, favorite way to start. I go, nice. you know what I heard the other day? And then I slide in information that I learned from a See, documentary. That's, that's what we're trying to teach you here. This isn't, makes me smarter. This isn't just a podcast where you're going to listen and be a, a, a passive member of the listening community. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to give you the skills exactly. to be the smartest dumb guy that you can be. See, I like that. We're motivating a whole class of people. See, what I like, what I think this podcast is going to be for a lot of people is that you and I, we do care about the world's issues. I do. We greatly. want social justice. We want mm. to see social change. Mm. We want things to be fair. Mm. You know, we're going to talk about all these big world issues politically. You know, we're going to get into some historic stuff, science. You know, we're, we want to talk about science. The next frontier. I was a D student in science, Joe. How can I be smart in science? We're going to get you there. Awesome. But going back to what I was talking about in, uh, in the documentary American Movie. Ah, seen it? No. Okay. But I'm pretending like I did. See? See? Classic smart dumb so guy. Go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you explain it and I go, "Okay, okay." Oh, okay. Okay. Um, no, I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Okay. So it's about these these guys from Milwaukee, uh Mike Shank and Mark Borchart, who they've been on Letterman. Letterman loves them. Ooh. Um they make these bad horror movies. And uh one of the scenes, uh Mark, who's the director, Mike Shank is this a double adorable He's just burnt out on on drugs. Like he tells us, like I take acid one time, and that sounds like Mike Shank never bounced back from Mike Sh- from. And he's just such a beloved guy, right? And uh, there's a scene in the horror movie they're filming where Mark tells Mike, "You're gonna take a bat and you're gonna smash out the windows of this car. They're at, like a junkyard, and they're sm- he's smashing it, smashing it, smashing it." And he goes, "Hey man, 
That was pretty cathartic, huh? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, hey, hey, man, do you know what cathartic means? And he goes, mm. no. I know that word. What it's is like, cathartic? Like tired and lazy, right? No, that's lethargic. Lethargic. Damn it. Cathartic <laughs> is if you're angry and you, like you've done, you, you've punched a hole in a wall. I have. It feels kind of cathartic, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I got some scars from glass. You can get it out. It's, it's, it's something where by doing it, it sort of it helps alleviate uh you know or or, or seeing uh seeing like your favorite basketball player dunk over your most hated yeah. basketball player mm, feels it's like you're doing it it's cathartic i could be completely wrong on this uh but you know i got it to the first example Don't right fucking right pontificate right to that's me. another thing you guys quit while you're ahead <laughs> quit while you're ahead there's i love, times I love where, giving nine there's, examples there's times where i'm going on and on and someone will go yeah you should have stopped you know, or, or it's a joke where we're doing an interview like this or something, and I'm going on and on, and I and I had a great joke, and I try to keep going, and it's like mm, quit while you're ahead. No, you know I do that too, and a lot of stand-ups, we both like to ad lib on stage a lot, mm-hmm. and when you do that, you keep you're not satisfied with just one nugget of gold. No, you got to keep. You get greedy. Exactly, you got to keep digging your hands in. You get greedy. So we're gonna have a lot of segments on the show. Uh, and and this is kind of a work in progress because as uh, smart dumb guys we didn't we didn't plan this out too much. One lunch we had one lunch and then we went over it a little bit before we hit record. Yeah. So right now, Joe, take us to our, our first topic, and this is a topic who I feel I feel this topic is near and dear to you. This is near near and dear to me because I get into a lot of debates on you this very popular social media website called Facebook. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. It's big. One point <laughs> one billion users. Okay. And. I'm calling this topic Facebook bullshit of the week. All right. Now, on Facebook, we see a lot of things where, here's an example, the catwalking video. Mm-hmm. Not catwalking, catcalling video. <laughs> There's a lot of catwalking, though, I'm telling Listen, you. Listen, catwalks, he's got these cats walking. I'm All right. totally cool so with So, the catcalling catwalk. video. Okay. So, remember that video? I do. It was this woman who was walking for 10 hours in New York City. I don't believe it was 10 straight hours, because that seems ridiculous, you know. Maybe, yeah. Take a bus, right? Yeah. There's great public transportation in that city. So uh, she got hit on. That's what catcalling is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old construction worker. Hey, baby, what's up, sweetheart? Type of deal. And um, you know, it was it was a big outrage. Some some were creepier than others. Some were incredibly creepy. Guys walking next to her for five minutes at a time, not saying a word. He didn't say anything, and he was walking next to her as if they were like old chumps, old okay. pals. That one was really creepy. There was and so the big debate there was: Is this ever okay to do? But I had half of. I think I must have the most divided Facebook friends out there. I always have like a split. And you, you have a you have a, a very funny uh, joke that you do about it, where and I'm not going to spoil the joke, but there's definitely we're at a we're at an impasse um, on Facebook on social media where people are very divided. Whether oh, it's yeah. the police are the worst people on the planet or. Or the criminals, you know, p- people who are against the police are the worst people. War, this is the great, greatest person ever, American sniper. Or hey, this guy's actually not the greatest person ever. And you'll see on your on your on your Facebook feed, or uh, uh, Barack Obama, one of the most polarizing uh, presidents of all time. Yeah, and George W. Bush forum and all that. John Cena, probably the most polarizing professional wrestler. Yeah, everybody. Of all time. I think everything is turned into sports, though. Where it's like well, you're either on this or you're against us. It's, and- it's a lot of uh, uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, almost like wow. If I say Shakespeare, it's almost like Shakespeare. Here's where I here's where I can I I try to bring. By the that- way, quoting Shakespeare incorrectly, great smart dumb guy move, <laughs> classic. And this is another thing you can do is bring the conversation to where you are comfortable. Yeah, I, I bring, bring it, it to bring it wrestling. To you bring it I to quote baseball to sports. You yeah. know what I mean? Bring it to somewhere you know. Bring it to bring it back to a familiar place. Um, a great example of this is is at the end of uh, what is it? Road trip. 
when they're trying to explain uh, uh, Greek. Uh, uses wrestling with Socrates, yeah, who's the tries, big man of it. You know, perfect example. So what you want to do is bring it back to something you know. So like on Facebook. Um, and again, the way I can sit here and go, he's a polarizing figure. That's because they say that about Vince, about uh, about John Cena. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking what I know and I'm applying it into the real world. That's what you right? do. That's what we're gonna do here. Everything for you guys. is has context clues. So Facebook is a it's a country divided. Very much so. I do want to talk about the catcalling video because mm-hmm. I feel like this is something you and I as. As guys who have always been pretty good with women, mm-hmm. right? Not to sound braggy, I have a beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, Marty talks about sex on stage. So I think we know a lot about uh, the world we're living in and yes. stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, we're not guys who are shy. We've never been like the guy where it's like, "How do you talk to a lady?" Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a week of that in eighth grade where I had, like a breakout, a lot of a lot of zits, mm. and then I just clear sold it up, and I was right back out there. You know, I was in the game again. Okay. So with the catcalling video, I know this is three months old news. My the bullshit I saw was the people who were trying to stick up for it. Personally, I'm against it, and how can you not be against it? If you mean you just think about the idea of just harassing someone on the street. Yeah, even if that tape was manipulated, and that's the other thing too. And it might have been a bit to Sometimes push their agenda. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll joke around and say I haven't made my opinion yet because I haven't seen South Park. Yes, I love where, that joke. Where they way. tackle yeah. the big issues, and then I go, "Oh, here's what I think about." And that. they do a great job. Uh, of not that. that I'm not that I'm. Fo- they just seem like dudes who I, I yeah. I generally, They're smart dumb guys I, too. I believe I, they they might be the patron saints of smart dumb guys. Yes. So um, with the catcalling video, there's a lot of stuff where, well, did you hear, you know, a week later, a month later, well, did you hear this about this, this, and this, and the guy who made it is this guy, and he's just, okay. But the video itself, you watch it and you're like, eh, this is creepy. You wouldn't want your girlfriend, your friend, your mother, your sister walking down the street and, and you can say what you will about. I mean, I, I look at it and I'm just like, these are all these are all black dudes. These are all Hispanic dudes. There's barely any white guys in here. Yeah. You can then I'm that's a I'm, cultural thing. I'm very much uh, I'm very. Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm very much uh, looking at it from a, a lot of different views because I you get sort of annoyed that these certain people. It's like you always know, like you watch. Fox News. You always know what this guy's going to say. You yeah, always know what that guy's going to say. Show me somebody who's like, I don't know, maybe this guy's wrong about this, but this guy's wrong about that. And I'll be like, I, think I didn't see that coming. Who we could be. Because when I watched the video, I was like, oh, these guys are the worst. And mm-hmm. even if you don't have a sister or mother, just be a decent person. Someone's mm-hmm. walking on the street. You think that's the what you want to cost them? Uh, I would say, I would say too, how often does that work? It's never. I don't How know anyone who's ever successfully work? done that. Maybe one construction worker got laid from it and just spread like wildfire. Yeah, like, this and, is how you do it. And the guy probably looked like a male model. All right. He probably exactly. looked like a male model. He was probably, you know. Probably ripped. Ripped to shreds. Some girl up by and he's like, glistening uh-huh. sweat. You What's know? up? I, I think that the, like the, the other day I was in the car with my girlfriend and we're driving. And before we got in the freeway, uh, this guy was walking with his buddy and a girl walked by and she was on her phone. And he tried to like, Hit on her, real quick. By the way, when I said you talk about sex on your yeah. direct, you also have a girlfriend, so you know yeah, about let's, women let's, too. You know, I yeah, didn't want to like just skip over yeah, that. You're like, I have a beautiful wife. Well, and you I talk about like, fucking on yeah, stage. Yeah, <laughs> that was Joe. a dick way to say. But I wanted to just say like, you know, I don't want to be like we know because we're both in relationships because mm-hmm. that's not true. There's sure. a lot of dudes in relationships sure. who don't know what the fuck they're talking about with women. Sure, but I'm sorry, you were going ahead with your story. I'm sorry. Just when you see it, I guess, and a lot of times this is this is where I think a lot of people. Uh, they, they sort of think, well, now I know this thing, so everybody should know this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I now think this, so everybody should think this. I, I joke around about how, like, I'm, I'm from Indiana, 
uh, yet I don't use the N word uh, in front of everything. Like there's like this racist name generator in Indiana where it's like, what is that you call it? Oh, well, let's throw an N word either on the front or the back of it. And you're just like, oh, wow, these guys love saying the N word. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I should get a trophy for not saying that. Meanwhile, I'm just being a decent person. Exactly. So a lot of times we watch these videos or we'll watch a documentary and we'll be like, can you believe this? So now we've been uh, we've we've caught up as far as the knowledge goes about these certain things. So we assume everybody else should catch up. Let's let's give some people give them a little time, give them a little especially time. since the people who need to see this video we're not seeing it. They're not watching Facebook videos that feminist blogs share. Yeah. They're not. You know? So what were some of your your on your Facebook feed? All right. Well, yeah. Because what, what are some people saying? I think I shared the video. Or no, I didn't share the video. I just made a status going, um, the only people who are sticking up for the catcalling are the fucking idiots who do it. Because mm-hmm. why else would you stick up for it going, oh, it's okay? Because you've done it before and you have this feeling where you're like, oh, I don't want to feel like a guilty piece of shit. So right. I'm going to try to pretend like it's okay. And there was a few people who were saying, well, what about the one guy in the video who just said, hey, beautiful. Mm-hmm. When I see a beautiful woman on this walking down the street, I can't say, hey, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's a way to do it. And then they started bringing up a point, which deserves to be heard, where, all right, well, if it's Brad Pitt going up to a hot woman saying, what's up, beautiful, I bet she's cool with that. But if it's some ugly creep saying, hey, beautiful, she's like, ew, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, it's also it's in the approach though. You could say hi to a woman like in a in a way where it's okay. Like I've done it where where I'm walking my dog and my dog starts sniffing this lady's dog and I'll strike up a conversation with her. A little different. I'm also not trying to bang her. Mm-hmm. And and women can tell the difference. Yeah. It's just you I, I don't know. How do you teach people who don't understand personal space about personal space? Well, here's another thing too. Everybody's bringing their own history into these debates. So if you're a decent dude, you're just like, oh, wow, this okay, yeah, I could see how some of those guys are aggressive, but I, I mean, if someone's nice, I'll, I'll, or, or pretty, I'm in a coffee shop and there's a pretty girl, I'll, I'll, oh, you're reading that book, I read that book or something like that, yeah. Um, and then there's other people who are coming to it, who are, you know, who have had men be complete pieces of shit to them, and, uh, you know, sexual abuse or, or, or sexual assaults or, or, you know, people who are just sick of guys, like you, you just, and that's something too. We are not women. We're not. No, we are not. We, if I walk to, to the grocery store right now, to to the Starbucks that's inside to get a cup of coffee, I'm going to go ahead and say 100% no one's going to hit on me on the way there. I will say 100% no one's going to hit on me either. But if I'm an attractive female, maybe I'm getting hit on. You are definitely getting definitely hit on. Definitely getting hit on, right? Well, it's funny that you mentioned the point. It's not funny. It's interesting. When you talk about, oh, if I'm at a coffee shop and she's reading a book, I'd be like, oh, you're reading that book? I've read, you know, there's something you could approach that mm-hmm. you're like a common denominator. Mm-hmm. When you say, hey, beautiful, you're kind of treating this woman like an object because mm-hmm. you're recognizing just her beauty. That's what you're using. And there's pretty much no mistake where you want to go with this. But like when you're talking to someone over a book or you're just something mutual there, it's a different way to approach the subject. Like what was your what was one of the moves you would do when you wanted to talk to a strange girl like at a bar or anything? But a bar is a different setting, though. I think people know it's right, a social contract. Right. You're going I, I was. To talk to I, I've. I've hit on. I've. Have you ever hit on, on someone on the street? Um. I. I've hit on like my waitresses, um, and then like dated them. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, yeah. I've hit on girls on the street. I guess I'm just. I. I. I feel like I'm friendly enough to just talk to somebody. By the way, pulling in a waitress, very impressive. Thank you, Joe. Because they get hit on all the time. Thanks. And like I, every I think, order. I think I probably went with the God. All these guys must hit on you all the time. Must get annoying. Classic. That's a good one. It's a classic move. It's guys, a classic. Feel free to use that. So that's that's going to be one of our segments, uh, and maybe we'll revisit this cat calling thing. I don't want to. Yeah, we will. We're not going to spoil too much it. Time. No, of course. Um, but basically, 
um, the, you know, Facebook, what did you call it? The Facebook, Facebook bullshit of the week, Facebook bullshit that of the week. issue that everyone talks about and they're fighting each other over. And we're going to talk about who's wrong and why they're wrong and why the people who are probably right should slow down a bit too. Exactly. Exactly. And then we'll have you guys send in, um, some stuff once we establish an email address. Yeah. We probably should have, as I'm doing this, I'm ready to give an email address. I'm like, well, uh, but I don't think, I don't think certain websites that would be perfect for this are taken yet before we release this let's we'll make a, sure we get that we will we will do that um another another topic uh that we're going to tackle here and, and again this is this are just some topics that that we think will uh fit with the show and, and if you guys like them let us know if you hate them let us know um but the uh the other thing and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh at the beginning is the uh this is my my favorite part of the show my little favorite corner of the of the smartest dumb guys universe uh, is the documentary of the week? Yes, and we again, already talked about how important documentaries uh, are. Can't stress them enough. And we will examine one a week, one a week. Break it down for you a little yeah. bit. Uh, what you could use, how you could slide it in a conversation. And, and here's how we've made it even easier for you. We're not each going to give a documentary. We're going to take turns. Yeah, we're going to take turns. I'm going to give one. Joe's picks, Marty's picks. Joe's going to give one, and basically, it's going to give you a week to watch a movie. Mine are going to be thirty for thirties. Mm. And Marty's are all going to be about the oil crisis. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 thirty for thirties are amazing. As a non, I'm not a huge sports fan. You're not. No. Uh, as well, I take that back. I don't like watching the games, per se. Yeah. But I love. I can listen to th- talk radio sports all day long. Um, I'm, I'm, I can watch 30 for 30s all day long. Are you a big biography fan? Love them. I love biographies too. I love think that's them. another classic sign that oh, you're a smart, yeah. dumb guy. Oh yeah. Because one, that was my favorite series of books to read are biographies. Like also reading about athletes and nothing like shooting and... off a random fact about an athlete. Oh, great. Athletes have great quotes. Also mm-hmm. as comedians, we, one of the reasons wrestling too, one mm-hmm. of the things that we admire about these people is we know there's a struggle to get where they got to mm-hmm. any artist. Do you, I always, well, I always kind of wanted to consider sports an art, but you, you really can't, I guess. Well, I mean, in wrestling, we call it sports entertainment. It's true. Well, I always thought to myself, this was one of the, my smart dumb guy arguments from way back in the day. I would say, why is it ballet or interpretive dance is considered an art, mm-hmm. but what like Michael Jordan was doing wasn't like considered a form of art? And I know sports is competition and it's athletic and everything like that. But if you could do ballet and spin around and be like, oh, look, what an artist. Why can't the running back who shakes someone out of their shoes be an artist? Yeah. Maybe that's so just me being dumb again. What what we'll do is we'll we're gonna have our our documentary of the week, and uh, I and and I'll sort of explain it. Let people, you know, they'll watch it, and then they'll they'll hit us back with some feedback, and you let us know if you liked it or not. Yeah. Um. You guys can always recommend documentaries to us. We we need some. Uh, we we do <laughs> now another another segment of the of the show that we're gonna do is our book club. Now I know what you're thinking. I don't want to read a book. I my, one of my one of my buddies uh, is, is adamant about not reading. I can read. I can read some stuff. Yeah, I, I actually like reading. I read a lot. I read. Uh, I'm 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 hooked on the show The Goldbergs. Yeah, when you told me that, I was dude, shocked. Dude, The Goldbergs is the best show. I love it so much. I saw like half an episode. I, I'll to give my it a chance. Late '80s child, early '90s child. Um, anyway, in it, I, I, I'm, I, they were talking about the malls and I grew, I grew up in the golden era, the golden age of malls. I'm a little older than you. So I grew up in the golden age of malls. I remember we had video arcades. We had, those were kind of getting torn down when I was getting maybe multiple toy stores. 
maybe multiple toy stores. Okay, we had it just they were more kid friendly. Like I went to the mall Christmas shopping, and I was just like, if I was twelve, I'd fucking hate this place. This place sucks. There really isn't anything anymore for kids. We had multiple bookstores, so multiple magazines to read. You know what I mean? Uh, you can go look at magazines. We had Spencer's. You go look at, at uh, posters of, of women in bikinis. Before I love porn, that. Before Pornhub, you had that. When you had to flip through them in the big plastic thing. Dude, I bought one. I bought one one time. And my theory was, I'll put it on the back of my door. When the fuck's my mom ever going to see the back of my door? Yeah. It was this woman in a cutoff wife beater, which again... Is that not allowed to say? Am I not allowed to say that on the show? Wife beater, come on. It's we all just, know what a wife beater is. Yeah, we're not encouraging wife beating by <laughs> saying it, you know. Uh, anyway. But the people, it's like one of those things. Not Hot every, button. Yeah, not everybody who beats their wife would wear one. Right. But everyone who beats their wife wears one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, did I say that, that backwards? That's that SAT test formula question. Well, like, you know, I've heard people say, not all Republicans are racist, right. but all racists are Republicans. There you go. Right? And there you go. If you're a Republican out there, you know I'm fucking right. So shut up. <laughs> so she was wearing a, a white tank top, cut off, bottom of the boob exposed. Oh, that's, you know, side boob is great, but, but bottom boob. Bottom Come half on. is really underrated. Bottom boob. Anyway, uh, one of those thongs that was pulled up really high. Remember, like the, Very, the, late, the late 80s? The late 80s, it was pull them up real high. Heavy metal music video, oh, lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and she's sitting on a big tire. That's upward, upright. Oh, I know it's going to have some cliche now, right? What it, what was the slogan? Dangerous curves. <laughs> there was the street sign that dangerous said dangerous curves. curves, and she's soaking wet. No fucking reason. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, and I had it on the back of my door. What a treat. You know, what a treat to be a little boy laying in bed, and you can look up. You look up. My, and my door was perfectly lined up with that post. And how old were you? Um, I was, I don't know, probably like 12 or something. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. I had you, no business having this in my room. I was not embarrassed. I had those posters okay. visible. Oh, okay. The back of my door, actually, because I had a lot of posters, because mm-hmm. I always wanted like a Zach Morris bedroom. Me too. You know, when every TV show we watched, mm-hmm. the kid, like the star had a really cool bedroom, like posters everywhere. Yeah. So I wanted to try to copy that. I had Nirvana poster on the back of my door. Mm-hmm. And it was the one where it's just Kurt in the middle with the big white sunglasses and like Chris and Dave were like poking behind him or whatever. Okay. And then I had over my dresser like a Gwen Stefani like magazine. I cut out my yeah. sister magazine. That was a hot chick back in the I, day. Big time. This is, I was Stefani. 12 in 1996. Nice. You know? So Tragic Kingdom was like a big album at the time. Nice. But then I had Yasmin Bleeth from Baywatch, but it wasn't a Baywatch poster. It was just her in like a baby blue bikini. Okay. And by the way, her life has not gone well I know, since I they watch. It's kind of, of very sad. Well, not hey. just the waking. Who cares? People yeah. let themselves go, but drugs and it okay. went bad. And then I had uh, Pam Anderson from Barbed Wire, the movie poster mm-hmm. from that horrible movie, Barbed Wire. And I just had those right there on display. No, no hiding them. Nice. But I remember uh, all the rest of them were wrestling posters. And and cutouts of mag, wrestling magazines. I think I had an Andre Dawson Andre Dawson poster on one side, and I had a Michael Jordan life size cutout, the one in Home Alone. Yep, and and also we were we were sort of kids when it was sort of the the golden age of posters for sports. I never had them, but I remember going to my neighbor's house, his older brother, huge sports fanatic. There was the, and I remember this because I watched the Thirty for Thirty on the Boz. Yeah, Brian and the Boz, and uh, he had a poster. Kind of a kind of iconic Boz poster. The sunglasses. The sunglasses. Um, I remember growing up in Chicago, there was the Chicago Vice poster. Uh, who was in that one? I have I can't remember now. One um, of my favorite Chicago sports posters was Walter Payton, Michael Jordan, and Andre Dawson all wearing tuxedos. Tuxedos, yeah. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think we're that- from, by the way, for you national listeners, I grew up in Chicago in like a very blue collar neighborhood on the northwest side. Marty's from Northwest Indiana, so if some of our stuff we talk about, you're which is basically see, a suburb of Chicago, it very much is a Chica- suburb of Chicago. So we're gonna have a little bit of a Chicago references here and there, but yeah. nothing you won't get because you guys are smart, dumb guys. You got like it. Us. Uh, okay, the Chicago Vice poster, um, classic, and and uh, this is what I thought it was. Uh, you got Jim McMahon and you've got uh, Walter Payton, and they're it's like wearing Miami it's Crockett and Tubbs. Yeah. yeah, it's Crockett and Tubbs. Um, the best part of it, Jim McMahon's holding a little Uzi and Walter Payton's got in his suit, he's got his hands in his pocket and you can see his gun. They, these guys are wearing, they guys have guns. They're armed. They're fucking armed. <laughs> armed and ready to tackle some. You do you that know, today. It's not going to happen. Tackle play. Another classic. Oh yeah. Professional poster. athletes could not pose with guns. Uh, no. Another classic poster, um, was the Walter Payton climbing the hill with the, were they like zombies trying to chase him or something? Yeah, I think it was like they tried to do like a hormone because hormones yeah. were super big in the late. Yeah, 80s. like a thriller type of thing. Yeah. And he used to run up this hill for his exercise. That was like, was he one of these dudes that all he did was like run up a hill? He was, they have a, it's in Arlington Heights. It's and called Tony uh, Dorsett used to only do push ups and sit ups or something. Hills or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he would always run up this hill and like would weigh himself down to make it harder, pump up the legs. So somehow we got off the subject of the book club. Yeah, well, you brought up the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, re- I read an article, not a book, but an article, an essay, if you will, about uh, sort of the, the, the rise and fall of the guy who came up with Merry-Go-Round, the clothing store back in the 80s. It was kind of like the hip, like, we're going to bring the hip stuff to the suburbs. Oh, uh, okay. And this dude became like a billionaire, and then he I lost think it I all. remember that he lost store. Um, I, worked, I worked at a place called DJ's, which was like an offshoot of, of Merry-Go-Round. And in the store... Merry-Go-Round was like the big franchise, and they own like three other little stores. I looked, I worked at one of the little stores just for the discount, baby, to get the, uh, <laughs> to get the fucking smoking. Is that the most embarrassing place you worked at, or was it not embarrassing? Was it cool to work there? I mean, at the time, it had a little swag to work there. It had a little ca- you had a little cachet to work there. What's our age separation, if you don't mind me bringing this up? I'm, I'm, I'm 37, and you are? I'm 30. Okay. okay, so I'm trying to think how old you would have been when this was going on and how old I was when it was going well, on. Well, I mean, I was I don't 16. Remember that was my first job. Did Merry-Go-Round sell like... Janko jeans yeah hip-hop, okay hip-hop your urban apparel all right now i remember it because i remember yeah. people talking about i had babysitters so when i was my parents divorced when i was like four or five okay and i had babysitters up until like my dad got remarried and even then i still did so the babysitters whatever they would talk about because they were like teenage girls uh-huh. i would kind of learn a lot about pop culture okay like when i was nine years old my favorite music was salt and pepper because sure. that's what my babysitters play. Sure. Like, you know, teenage girl babysitters. And that's, then I got into like alternative after my buddy introduced me to Nirvana. See, that's the, that's another thing too that that drives me fucking crazy. Because okay, as a kid, you have shit music if you're role models. And a lot of times when you're a kid, the people you look up to are your your older siblings. Yes. Okay? Or your friends' older siblings or whatever. All you know is what they teach you. And I and if there's a kid whose cooler older brother or sister were like, hey, listen to Nirvana. Hey, listen to the Pixies. Hey, listen to the Ramones. Okay, you got a leg up on me. But don't you make me feel like shit for thinking Phil Collins is fucking awesome. Yeah, I never Because got I'm that. sorry no one was around to go, hey, Marty, Phil Collins isn't that cool. You should listen to this instead. And you know what? Phil Collins is pretty cool. All right. Uh, in the air of the night? <laughs> Hell yeah. Phil Collins. Let me just tell you what. He's a cool dude. All right. Phil Collins had a couple tracks I, I dug, but you're right. Like, you know, like my influence musically until I, I was 11 actually when I turned to, to like in rock and what was considered mm-hmm. awesome music by anyone's standards. I listened to oldies in the car with my dad yep. and then whatever my babysitters would play. And I think a lot of it is when you are 
kind of uh, when I say raising yourself, I think you and I have that in common too, where we kind of had to figure some stuff out by ourselves. Oh yeah, there was family around and all that, but we kind of were like left alone a little bit to figure some stuff out ourselves. And, I was left alone a lot. Yeah, and and a lot of times, and I, I I just said this on another podcast where you you watch something, and it's so much easier now with the, with the internet. Uh, but like back in the day, you would see, um, you know, like I remember Kurt Cobain wearing the T-shirt, and I'm like, what is that? What is that T-shirt? Then you start to research. Oh, okay, because I saw the documentary The Devil and uh, uh, Daniel Johnston. That's because he was an artist and a musician, and Cobain liked him, so he wore his T-shirt like at the MTV Video Music Awards. Which, didn't those used to be a fucking thing? Those were, like, you look forward. That was a big Dude, deal. That was a big deal. The first one I really watched, the Smashing Pumpkins won, like, seven awards. Oh, they cleaned up. And they were from Chicago. Yeah, 97. 97. Exactly. Yep. They cleaned they, up. They, they won everything. Tonight, you tonight. You could have just a montage. The and the winner is Tonight, Tonight by the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. They won everything. Although I thought Bullet with Butterfly Wings was a cooler video. No, Tonight, Tonight. Tonight. Really? Yeah, Tonight, That's Tonight was just, cool. It's a great song. Yeah. And, and Billy uh, Corgan. Remember, hey, he sat in front hey. of us at uh, Money in the Bank? Dude, yeah. We, we talked to him a little we've, bit. We've seen him a couple times at wrestling shows because we would get the old, back in the day, we had some some friends in high places in the WWE. Yeah. And we'd get some some good tickets. I do say yeah a lot. Fuck, you're right, man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. Marty's impression of Well, me. you're going to say it a lot, and I, I had to learn the hard way. Um, I used to say yeah on podcasts all the time. And then uh, one of my buddies uh, chopped up me saying yeah and sent it to me. And it's the clip of me being like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You'll see me what nodding would I a change lot. It You'll, to? You nod. Just, just nod. nod? Just nod. Sure. It's, okay. Well, you can say that, but also just nod a little bit. Let, let, the, let them breathe. Let the story breathe. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, we would go to the uh, Allstate or the Rosemont Horizon, if you will. And uh, I'm nodding right With now. the other VIPs. Billy Corgan, always there. And uh, one time we were talking about, didn't, did, okay, we, had an, we have like an iconic uh, alternative station in Chicago, Q101. Yes. Did you go, hey, bummer, or did you want to say, hey, bummer about Q101? It went off the air. They took it off the air. It was right around that time. I did not. A station that helped launch him. I didn't want to say that, but what I wanted to say to him was that Melancholy and Infinite Sanus was the first CD I ever bought. Yeah. Uh, but what we did say, because I wanted to kind of- You wanted, I had you wanted to, an in. Because that way I could be like, I talked to Billy Corgan a little bit. I mm-hmm. didn't want to be that guy that said I met someone when really they just sat next to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and I'm you know I'm, you wanted to walk away with a story, and I'm a big fan of '90s Billy Corgan music wise. I didn't like any of the shit he's made recently, he's but a, uh, he was a monster. He was a monster in the '90s. And uh, there's some ha- great Smashing Pumpkins documentaries on YouTube, by the way. Really? Yeah. See, thanks. I need old to get school all of ones. That. Old school ones. Beautiful. Like the first, they, they like talk about Jimmy playing at the Metro the first time and what a big deal it was to them. Oh well, of course that would be like our Chicago theater. Yeah. What, what or or the Metro <laughs> or the Metro would be actually <laughs> actually my getting, Chicago theater would be the Metro. Uh, mine would be the Vic because I saw Bill Burr at the Vic once, and I'm like, I gotta do comedy mm-hmm. here one day. The, yeah, I it was Zach Galifianakis. I saw Kumail open for Zach Galifianakis. Anyway, so here was the end for Billy Corgan. You were telling me, dude, when they do the pyrotechnics, you're gonna want to cover your ears because it's yes. loud as hell. And we were sitting like we we're, we're, were ringside. We got to take a chair home. It was amazing. Right. Kane Kane was gonna come out and do the fire. Actually, this time it was the Big Show. Oh, Big Show. Okay. I remember the conversation. Okay. Um, or was it was one just the show just gonna start? No, this no, no. Halfway the in, big Billy show we knew. got. I got my big show story that I got him with. Yeah, well, that, this leads into that. Okay. Because Billy knew to cover his ears because we all kept covering. But He's one time, you gave me the elbow, hey, cover your ears. I'm like, oh, shit, I went to cover him, but Billy wasn't. So I, I went, hey, Billy. And then he turned around and looked, and I'm like, and I pointed to my ears, and he goes, oh, shit. And then he went to cover his ears, and then it all went off. Mm-hmm. And then he leaned into both of us and said, this song sucks anyway. Yeah, the and big show the song. The big show's theme song. And I said, you know who Our sings this, song. right? Michael Hayes. And oh. he didn't know that. And he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. 
That's that's cool. So you just you, you got Billy Corgan. I got him. Wowed on some I got musical trivia. And then also, and then I think, and I think we made him laugh a couple times because we, we. Yeah, were, we did. There was a couple things where we we were chanting something or yelling something yeah. out, and yeah, he thought we were cool. I'm surprised we didn't exchange numbers and become best friends. But do you want to know what I'm most impressed with? This is of all of his accomplishments, the fact that he's at Billy on Twitter. I'm more impressed with that. Damn, I don't know why. Right. I don't know why I'm so impressed with that. And I, I think I looked like at Marty. It's just some dude. Like just some dude. He just jumped all over that, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. That you really have to get it on the ground floor with that kind of thing. I I remember I was so uh impressed with myself. I had a hotmail account, jobber at hotmail.com. That was pretty badass. You know what mine was? My what? I don't think I I think I use it for both hotmail Goldberg? and AOL. No. Bill Goldberg. It, it was not wrestling though. It was wrestling related. Okay. I think you when I tell you you're gonna be like, Oh, that's right. JK sixty nine two sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I, my AO, my AIM screen name was JK. That's amazing. Too sweet. That's amazing. We, I think, I think uh, my girlfriend's older brother is a huge wrestling fan. He had a wrestling themed wedding and everything, and uh, and I wasn't dating her at the time. I wish I was. It would have been nice to go to. Um, all his groomsmen had like championship belts, and, and oh, it was great. Cool. But anyway, like his like his, his like email or something is still like NWO Hogan for life or something. <laughs> like you gotta keep amazing. That. So, um, but man, we have really gotten off track here. Book club. One of us is going to uh, each week. By the way, it's okay for us to get off. A track. It is. It is. That's what it's all about here. Uh, but basically, we're gonna we're gonna uh, a, a popular book, and uh, and what you're gonna do or I'm gonna do is basically talk about what we think this book is about. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna almost do that book report in class. And you've all done this book report, but you didn't read the book at all. And and you read the of, last page. One of my one of my and this is gonna sort of lead into uh, another one of our our topics. And uh, this is basically when you felt. Your smartest or your dumbest? Um, this High week, or low? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take dumbest. You take smartest. Okay. All right. When when was a time when you felt the smartest? When was a time when I felt the smartest, huh? Uh, this goes back to us not preparing for this first episode. I'm putting you on the spot. You're putting me on the spot. Do you want me to go first with my dumbest? Yes. Go okay. first with the dumbest. Because this kind of goes back to the book report. So uh, the book report type of thing. I, I had a I had a uh, uh, class marketing class. And we had to talk about an ad in a magazine. And we had to talk about the ad and, and what we thought about it and why was it in the magazine and all this stuff. I bullshitted an ad for, I think, a car company. And the magazine I said it was in was Consumer Reports. And I talked about a car company and Consumer Reports. They're a very savvy customer base, and 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 they're they're not to be messed with. You know, they they definitely they're looking for the best thing because they're buying Consumer Reports. So they clearly want the best products out there. So if you're going to advertise in Consumer Reports, these people are going to go, "Hey, wait a second, this is probably a good company." Little did I know, and my professor told me this after class, Consumer Reports to keep their integrity does not do ads. <laughs> Fuck me. I got an F. Oh man. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's a dumb moment. That's very dumb. Yeah. And I'm bull I'm I'm starting to think, yeah, they do have ads for car companies. Why wouldn't they? I didn't know they didn't. And I'm picturing this car co- and you notice the guy in the car. Well dressed guy. He's got a shirt and tie. He's a he's a good looking dude. He's successful. He's confident. And that's what consumer reports is all about. I couldn't even imagine this professor was probably like, This is the dumbest fucking kid I've ever and he met let in my you life. go on and oh, on. Fucking oh, fucking just asshole. kept giving me the rope to hang myself with. Yeah, I hate that teacher move. So give me a, a time you felt smart. Could I add to your dumb please, low moment? Because I have a similar. We have a comedian friend who has a joke about doing this, and we know comedians who do this, bringing in 
beer to a bar, like mm-hmm. you sneak in your own beer because mm-hmm. we're broke. Uh, I had this this one waiter was being kind of a dick, but he came up to me and said, uh, would you like another Bud Light? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And then he goes, oh, it's crazy because you'd probably have to go to your back- backpack for another Bud Light because we don't serve Bud Light here. Boom. It was a Miller bar. Like Busted. They just did Miller and Coors. Yeah. And um, I just said, I think I laughed like immediately. I was just like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I don't need to take this shot. Like, I turned around and made him feel like isn't, he was the bad guy. Isn't it funny to get mad when you're wrong? It's my favorite thing to do. That's what that's what being a smart dumb guy is all about, too. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Oh, I I'm, make I'm me feel bad about bringing my own beer in and not giving your place that we're at a couple bucks to let me hang out here. The night of you my wedding, I mean? we were partying in a hotel room, and the hotel desk called that room. And I answered the phone, and I said, I am quiet. Whoever gave you this room number is wrong. And I turned around to them. I go, this is ridiculous. I am a frequent guest at this hotel, and I've been hearing noise, and it's all down the hall. And you guys got to need to do something about it. It's at 7-0, and I just made up a room number way at the yeah. other end of the hall. There were people uh, yelling, running up and down, going, oh, and I've, I'm part Native American, and that really upsets me. I, I made them feel like they had a – I go, is this a racist hotel? Is uh, Holiday Inn racist? Jesus. And I, I, I was drunk, but yeah. I, I really turned it around on this person where – I think they gave me like a gift card or something for another. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember. I think they, the room was ended up comped or whatever. For yeah. the night, even though we were animals. Yeah. It's like, right. like cutting someone off in traffic. They honk at you and you're like, oh, fuck you. No, you. I, I did. You I was wrong. I'm sorry. Well, the world would be a better place. And here's something we could help. This could be part of our podcast. One of our many themes is that it's OK to admit you're wrong. Mm-hmm. How how much how many things would get solved a little easier if someone was like, no, yeah, I'm wrong. You know, you ever shush someone, you're like, shh, and then they go, shh, even louder back. Mm-hmm. That must have sounded terrible through headphones, by the way. Sorry, uh, listeners. Uh, well, back to uh, the, my high, my smartest moment. I would have to, just to choose one randomly, and we could, we'll do a lot of these. You brought up school. I remember one time I did not do my homework at mm-hmm. all, right? And uh, this was a teacher who wouldn't collect homework a lot. But he would collect it if one person fucked up. Mm. So we would go over like the worksheet. And if someone fucked up, then he knew. But for some reason, if he went around asking people random, just go, over, you know, let me hear your answer, your answer, your answer. So we go up and down the rows, you know, say it's 30 questions, 30 kids. And so that's how he kind of knew if you did the homework. And it got, it was coming around to me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I said to him, I'm like, well, I'm not really sure my answer. And he was already mad because someone else did it wrong. But then he, he, he was walking. So he looked to see, he saw that they did it. And he's just like, just, what's, just say the damn answer. And I go, 43. He goes, that's right. Some goddamn confidence yourself, Kilgallen. Ooh. And then he moved on to the next person. And then I looked to my friend next to me. I showed him my page, and it was just empty, blank. How but did I did you not have do think. that? I just pulled it out of my ass. And it that's wasn't amazing. like, I mean, it wasn't anything. You really had to do the work because it was like complicated equations. I don't know if it was like algebra tr- 2 trigonometry mm-hmm. or some bullshit, like something that I was already terrible at anyway. And I just pulled it out of my ass, and I remember just feeling like the smartest man in the world. Here, here's a but smart, that was just like a lie. Yeah. You here, ever get away with a lie and well, you feel smart because of Here's it? a smart dumb guy tip. When you're playing Trivial Pursuit, that used to be a big game. Yeah. Any game like that. There's games like that now that are popular. Right. Again. Like like the, whatever. There's those apples to apple. All these. All these when, it's, when it's true or false, when it's one or the other, just confidently say one of the answers and then pick up those dice and just fucking <laughs> roll them again. And they'll go, holy shit. How did you know what that planet was called? And you're just like, yeah, whatever. I know it. You know Play what I mean? Off, right. Have a little confidence, Kilgallen. Just Act like, like you've teacher. been there. Act like you've been there before. Um, Is that good enough? I feel like I kind of copped out with that one. Look, there's we'll going to be plenty more. I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. But don't you um, ever feel like a genius when you like come up with like a lie? Like I feel bad. Like I'm not encouraging lying, but like you know, every now and then you have to lie, right? And you ever have one where you just come up with this 
brilliant one, like out of your ass, mm-hmm. and it totally works. And everyone that just people buy it. Oh yeah, for sure. It feels so good. I mean, there's there's times where yeah, you'll you'll come up. With, I love lying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not you lie. No, it's not like a lie. Like and anything I think like major. We, but... we grew up. We grew up thinking Ferris Bueller was a cool dude. Oh, big time. Ferris Bueller, one of the patron saints of the smart dumb guys. They absolutely. I wanted to mention him during the catcalling thing because mm-hmm. I never ever catcalled in my life because I always thought it was stupid and a bad approach. Mm-hmm. But my approach was the Ferris Bueller approach. Remember when he's running home. And he passes two hot girls on like uh, they're, he, they're tanning. He, he jumps over the trampoline or something like that. They're tanning. They're two beautiful women he on like lawn chairs tanning. And then he keeps going. But doubles then he comes, back. Doubles back and does the re-return and, and goes, hi, Ferris Bueller, how are you? <laughs> and that was my thing. I'd be like, hey, Joe Kilgallen, how the hell are you? I'd always say, how the hell are you? Oh, nice. That was my big move. And it would work. Nice. Women, like, in, like when I was like a freshman and sophomore in high school, when it was all about making out, mm-hmm. that was like my go-to. Now, another another topic that we're going to tackle here, and this I think this is all you. Uh, you you are you're big on these sort of solving world problems. Yeah, you always uh, you 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 talk about it a lot on stage. You'll bring up a, an issue. Yeah, I bl- I that's where probably where Bill Hicks for Dummies came in mm-hmm. on social media and I'm in my act. I kind of like talking about you know world issues and right. my views. Can I? Can I? I don't want to. Pretty sp- passionate. I don't want to spoil your whole bit. That people will buy when your album comes. My out. album's dropping soon, y'all. But he Joe has a bit about us owing China a lot of money. Yes. And and basically Joe's response is just fuck you. Yeah. Fuck him. Everyone's like, how do we solve our debt to China? Uh, how about we just don't pay him? Let's that's just it. dodge that phone call. So I don't want you to go into the bit too I much. won't go into the but bit. But that but that's kind of, you know, kind of looking at the world's problems from from that kind of not simplistic, but just kind of like and, and obviously we don't we're not, you know, saying, you know, this is the the def, definitive answer. We're just saying this is kind of a funny like our take on it quick our our, our simplistic is a word that gets in a negative connotation right. which it shouldn't because some of the best music movies have been how, simplistic. How about this? this is our knee-jerk reaction knee-jerk. to these world issues and uh, sometimes we're gonna be fucking dead on and sometimes we're gonna Way be off. so off like my world hunger let's just give everyone some food yeah let's just give, give a little food to everybody i was a big problem solved. i was a big back in the day when i was a kid Cut your sandwich if, in if half. everybody just sent me a dollar if everybody in the world just sent me one dollar that would be big too. Yeah, you'd be a oh. seven billionaire. Oh, I thought that'd be so awesome. Okay, now you just said seven billion. If if you would have asked me how many people are on this earth, uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm actually pretty good at shit like that. See, that's a thing where someone will be like, I can name capitals all the European countries. Like <laughs> someone like will that. go, so there's seven billion people on the planet. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is another smart guy move. Give or take. Uh, give or take. Give or take. So Great one. if somebody goes, I mean, we all know how many people are on this planet, right? And I'll be like, oh, fuck. And they'll be like, we've got 7 billion people on the planet. And I'll be like, oh, thank God they handled that. They didn't like stop and go, no, Marty, seriously, how many people are on this planet? I, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me how, how many people are in the United States. 500,000. 500, <laughs> 28. 28. 28 uh, million. Are you answering how many people in the United States question? 28 million. No. How many? Uh, it's about 330 million, Shit. roughly, or a little over, between, okay. 300 and, between 330. How am I that off? You, The state of California alone has like 55 <laughs> million or something. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the city of Chicago population was about 2.7, 2.8 million. Okay. LA is like 4 million. New York's about 8 million. Okay. So, those knowing that alone, but you, apparently you didn't. Shit. You should have gotten better than 28 million. <laughs> All right. Well, well, there you go. No, so, we're going to tackle. I'm going to reveal myself. I didn't know what pontificate meant, and you, I said I did. So, you're we're, goddamn we're right even. you didn't. You're goddamn right you didn't. Um, and then, and then uh, another thing we're going to do is, is basically, I don't get it. I don't get it. Things that we just don't get. There is some things, uh, you and I were hanging out in a music store, mm-hmm. and I talked about how 
What? Here, here are the Radiohead albums I did like, mm-hmm. and the ones I didn't. I don't get why people like them at all. There's some things. There's a few where I'm like, I don't get it. Pop culture is a big. I don't get it. Um, I wa- like I, I went and saw Inherent Vice. Your jean shorts right now. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why you're wearing jean shorts that are folded up at, at the bottom. Um, Were those regular pants and you turned no, them into jean shorts? I bought them this way. Okay, they're, but they, that's a look. People like it. You like are, it. on one side. They're like they're like stitched in. They ain't going down no more. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know anything about fashion. So you, you said the, the I'm wearing a Guns N' Roses Target shirt. I know. I know. It was it's a, a gift. I, though, you know so. what? It's so see. Don't do that. By don't, saying it was a gift, don't qualify that because you, you. I like the shirt. You're right. I you shouldn't qualify. You think you can't it. buy a rock and roll shirt at Target because what? It it it. It's corporate. You have to buy it at the concert. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? I didn't. I used to do a joke about it where, I think we we're rehashing a lot of our old bits on this episode. That's okay. It's the debut. They got to get to know us. Where I would get mad when. I'm a big music fan. You know that. You are. I'm a really big sports fan, though, too. I like to be well-rounded. I like what a lot of you, things. I'm also into politics. What would you, you, you're, you are a big music fan, and you have a record player now. Yeah, you're just, into I've records. recently just gotten into that. You're though. into records. You got I'm a new in, little I'm hobby. Into, I'm into vinyl. You got a yeah. new hobby. I kind of, that was condescending saying you got a new little hobby. That's okay, though. But you have a hobby now, or a new hobby. Um, what, would, what would Joe Kilgallen four years ago say about Joe Kilgallen now owning a record player? Oh, he'd probably call him a poser. Yeah. Or like a hipster yeah. wannabe. Yeah. Uh, no, the thing is, not with the record player, though, actually. No, Joe Kilgallen four years ago would not have given me a hard time about that mm-hmm. because I always liked vinyl and I always liked record players. And that was the thing. Uh, you've heard me rant about some things about hipsters I don't like. Mm-hmm. But my big thing about hipsters was they were too much like the people they hated. Mm-hmm. They would always be like, well, we hate the athletic jack type guys. But it's like you're now you're no different. You hang out with all the same people like you hang out with everyone who dresses like you. You're all like, you know, it's the same thing with them. They're all into that. So they all kind of hang out with those people. You're all into this. So you hang out with your people. Yeah. They're quoting dumb and dumb or you're fucking up Bukowski quotes. I mean, it's all, they're all the same type of person just painted differently, I suppose. Uh, but I always liked hipsters taste in music. They love fucking good shit. I'm a big punk rock fan. I like, I've always liked a lot of that stuff. I liked vinyl a lot cause I grew up here and my dad play records. My dad had cool records. My dad had an Alice Cooper record that he got at an Alice Cooper concert. Mm. Like when I found out my dad went to an Alice Cooper concert, I remember being like, "Oh my god, I've got the coolest dad ever." And he also came right, up the guy like, from Wayne's World. Well, yeah, that's what we, that's how I knew him from. And I remember Billy Wake. I remember when we saw we saw we, my dad took me and my sister to see Wayne's World in the movie theaters. When All right. it came out in like ninety one or ninety two. That's a good one to see in the theater. Oh, it was a great one. We saw like opening weekend, and because we liked the sketch on and Saturday Night Live, right? And he was like, "I saw Alice Cooper in concert." And we were like, "No way!" Because we didn't know. Like you know, we thought of you always think of your dad as like just super old, mm-hmm. even when. He was probably your age when he took us to the movie. Right. You know? That's great. And and, and uh, I know for – that's another thing too. Remember seeing every movie that came out? Yeah. Dude, I saw every movie. I saw Bring It On in the movie theater. Did you? I we might have not... went as a joke. and We might have like brought you know booze or whatever in, but we went to Bring It On. Like I could just think of all these movies we saw. I saw – booty call in the theater <laughs> i it's that when when you're when you after you turn 21 you have some more options but well, growing up in indiana you went to the movies i was a movie buff up until i wouldn't I even was, say a movie buff it was just something to do no yeah i wouldn't say movie buff because movie buffs have strong opinions and they mm-hmm. really they, they dig deep and, and everything like how about like on facebook people were putting out their like top 10 list of the year and I'm i like haven't seen any of these. i don't think i've seen 10 movies in the I last seen year any of them I saw a lot of movies growing up, up until about, I remember right around the year 2000, 2001, so I was 15, 16, Mm -hmm. because there were two cheap theaters in my neighborhood. I had this movie theater called The Patio and The Porridge, which Mm -hmm. have both since been resurrected, but Mm -hmm. when I was in grade school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, every single weekend we saw a movie. Right. Because they they were were two bucks. 
So we would walk. We could walk to this theater five, six blocks away. We would go to a movie, a seven thirty show, and then afterwards go hang out at the Burger King until about ten thirty. When that was when we all had to go home. You know, we we're Fuck seventh yeah. grade. That was curf- yeah. curfew in the city of Chicago was ten thirty. And I remember seeing all of them. Mm-hmm. I saw Office Space, American Pie. I saw all these movies in eighth grade, and they didn't care. They weren't they weren't carding you for rated R movies. So we saw all these cool rated R movies. Big city. So I was really into movies. I'd probably could have made a top thirty list back in those years. Yeah, but. As I got older with different options, and I, I, I want, I wish I could see more movies. I should do that. More. So I would see all these top ten lists and all these movies. Um, like I, I just saw Inherent Vice. How'd you like it? <laughs> I mean, it was like cool. It was. I, I didn't think it was like the greatest movie. I feel like um, I, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I was kind of like the difference between like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and a Tarantino movie. Tarantino makes great movies for smart dumb guys. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. They, he wraps them up in a nice package. He does. You're going to get uh, some closure. Satisfying endings. A lot of these movies that people really love, I remember watching Drinking Buddies with my girlfriend, and it was coming towards the end of it, and I just go, if this fucking movie just ends right now, I'm going to fucking smash the TV. And it did. It did. I did smash the TV, but I was just, I'm like, this fucking is going to be so, trying to be so cute, it's going to end right now. And so, so Birdman and, and Inherent Vice. Birdman, I, I liked a lot. I liked Birdman more than Inherent Vice. But both of them were these movies I'm watching being like, this is good. The acting is very good. Um, I'm a little lost. I don't quite know what's going on. If you ask me what what my number one movie of this past year was, it was The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. Yeah. The best fucking movie I, I've I ever seen. I didn't see that one. It was one. so fucking awesome. It's at your red boxes, which is where all of the favorite smart dumb guy movies are, are available at. But every once in a while, I will see like a more artsy movie. And I'll be like, that was that was amazing that was great but just there's sometimes where i'll see a movie and i'll wait for the person i'm with for afterwards them to just go eh? like people walked out of inherent vice behind us really they went this is fucking stupid and they walked out visually it's an awesome movie and you got all these like wild characters because it looks cool as hell to me that's the I thing too where though. sometimes i'll look at these movies and i'll be like it looks cool like martin short's a cokehead like there's just all these different weird characters in it and this guy's this, this guy's that, you know, and you're, you're, yeah. you're it's it, sometimes it's like, um, a, a good, a good, uh, a good, uh, quote to throw at somebody paint by numbers. Yeah. That's a good smart, dumb guy quote or, or, or. I use that when I was describing someone's, uh, yeah. comedy recently. Paint or, by numbers. I, I think it was music by numbers. Yeah. I used. Paint by numbers. I use music by numbers to describe the Foo Fighters last few albums. Okay. Uh, did I have this conversation with you? I talked about how the Foo Fighters first two albums, cause Dave Grohl's mm-hmm. so big right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Big fan, but his the Foo Fighters last few albums is just like dad rock. It's like Olive Garden rock and roll, and it is music by numbers. He learned how to make a a hook. He learned mm-hmm. how to make a poppy rock song. He didn't he do? But his first two albums were good. The Foo Fighters first fucking album was really good. Why do I feel like there's a thing with they got like eight albums? There's a there's a, a a video I saw on Facebook with Dave Grohl and maybe like Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Yeah, and he's talking about how to make a hit song. Yeah. And he's like, first you start with your, and he he takes care of some of the music side of it, and then he's like, just think of like a bumper sticker. He did, yeah, like life's a bitch, life's a bitch, he kept going, life's a bitch, and, I was and then like, he kept oh, saying life's yeah. a bitch, and he said life's a bitch three times, and then there yep. was the so keep on trusting, but, but, yeah, but then it's got to be can't positive sing at all, by the yeah, way, yeah, 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 but but just stuff like that, but. I mean, like, yeah, we've all had our. But he's a guy that everyone just loves. Dude, the dude is so good at interviews. I've seen a lot he's of negative stuff about him recently. I've seen negative the, stuff. I've heard people say Sonic Highway is great. If it, it would be even better if there was no Foo Fighters bullshit. 
Oh, because the Foo Fighters. Well, that was part of the documentary. He wanted to incorporate his connection to the city. Sure. I like that documentary a lot, actually. I, I do, too. Although, I don't know why they didn't do Detroit. I know. He didn't do Detroit? But Motown and the fucking Stooges? Okay. How did he not do Detroit? Here's another thing, though. There's always going to be something left off. Eminem, even? There's always going to be something left off. Kid Rock? No, I'm kidding with the last one. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse? The fucking Juggalos now. Um, but no, I, I there's always going to be something left off. Of course. A list. Yeah. Any list. And that's the thing, too, where... There can be a list. Okay, Detroit was left off Sonic Highway, and someone's going, yeah, okay, big deal. But then it's like there'll be a list of like you know like the best talkers in the WWE, and like you know uh, Roddy Piper's not on it. And you'll be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Or just something like that. Yeah, that's why everybody's the got worst. their thing, and lists are are whatever. But um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna. Somehow... I was left off a list once. You were. Can I talk on the, talk about this? You can you can talk a little bit about just it. Just a touch. I'll just say this. I was left off a list once, and the reason I reacted so poorly was because the person who made the list, who's a good buddy of mine now, um, and was then, he basically asked me, hey, I'm doing this list of 20 people. Give me your 19. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made me think, oh, sure. I'm in this list. You sure. must think I'm in this list. Sure. And I gave him the list, and when the list came out, I wasn't on the list. So it very much felt like... Someone saying, hey, I'm having a party. Yeah. What kind of food and beverages should I get? Yeah. And I tell them, hey, get some pizzas, yeah. get some hoagies. Okay. You like those? Get oh, some good whiskey choice. and beer. Good choice, Joe. You know? And he's like, oh, great. Great idea. All right, cool. And then I don't get an invitation to the party. That's what it felt like. Lists are a lot like competitions, and there's a great thing. Uh, there's a great saying within stand-up comedy about a comedy contest. If you have 10 comedians and they do a stand-up comedy contest, and none of them are going to think it's stupid. And then one of them's going to win it. You yeah, know what I mean? So that's it's like, no, you're 100% right. So I love that quote. So there will be things that we don't get. And, and, and if you guys don't get something, let us know as well um, at the email address that we'll tell you at the beginning of the show. If you had to guess what our email address would be, what would we call it? Yeah. Uh. I would say smartest dumb guys. I don't know. Maybe we can get smartest dumb guys at gmail.com. Yeah, we should. We could get that. I think we can get that. We could get that easily. But again, that's a long. It's a long. Is it podcast. Too long. Smartestdumbguys at gmail That's not too long. We can't. Smart dumb. You know how dumb we are. I can't think of the uh, abbreviation right off. Uh, smartest dumb guys. SDG. SDG. That's got to be taken. There's like some company. Well, Marty, your other podcast, which is great. I hope everyone listens to that. Wrestling with depression. Yeah. WWD. That's cool. That no, no, that's a, well. That yeah, that's the acronym of it. Yeah. Yeah. WWD. But I mean, the pod, My email address is wrestling with depression at gmail. That's not too long, then. Not at all. I think we'll go smartestdumbguys at gmail Yeah. Let's hope to God it's not taken. We we did Google it uh, to see if there were any other shows or things called Smartest Dumb Guys because there's nothing quite like coming up with something and being like yeah and then finding and out we're gonna call it, it Major League Baseball <laughs> and then you're like oh no there's already a thing called Major League Baseball so Joe as we roll into the hour point here at the show uh, or close to it um, this has been the the pilot episode if you're listening to this thank you for joining us on our on our journey here uh, on the internet to be uh, your guide in a world of fucking... this is going to be a fun, informative. Uh, yeah, might get a little passionate, might get a little heated at sometimes. You might there's a lot of shit that's going to happen that might, we're going to be infuriated with. You might hear a lot of they. You think you're better than me? Yeah, on the, this is, this clearly could be called "You Think You're Better Than Me" podcast. We should get that one on <laughs> Gmail too, just in case we want to <laughs> spin off and start another one. But basically, if you are a, a a smart guy or a smart girl out there who feels like you know. You're you're a secret smart dumb guy or a secret smart. And dumb even girl. if you're a super smart person or a super dumb sure. person, you're gonna want to listen to this. We need we're your talk help. about some fucking real shit. We need your help. Yes, there might be times where we need your help, and you're gonna want to email us and go, "No, no, dummies." And that's how you should start 
Yeah. All emails. No, no dummies. No, 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 not that, but just hello dummies. <laughs> Feel free to start every email to us with hello dummies. My former podcast host, Megan Gailey, would call me dumb dumb. Yeah. She'd go, hey, dumb dumb. So, sweet so um, you know, you can always email us at, let's, God, fingers crossed, smartest dumb guys at gmail.com. We're going to find out it's taken and you have to edit over this yeah, part. Yeah, I know. I know. Or, or some pod, some other podcast, some other people, or, or just some dude. Well, but why would they have guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we got this. I think we got this. I'm confident. Um, and, and note to self, fucking right when we're done, we got to get that. We got to get that. We got to get that email address. We don't even need a website. We could just go through our own. Sure. Um, Marty, you have a great web. Uh, I don't. I don't like my. Website. I was trying to. Plug, we're losing. God, we're losing. We're, we lost momentum, Joe. We I were did. rolling in. We were rolling in. We're rolling into the end, and I was going to give you a plug. Don't okay, we plug at the end of a show. We will do that. We will do that. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, we just thank you guys. If there's things that you think this show needs. Uh, or doesn't need you're you're gonna help you're helping yes. out the process this is a community here this isn't just a podcast where we're gonna talk and you're gonna listen this is gonna be very uh very uh listener friendly yes interactive we are in the 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 smartest dumb guys village uh-huh. based and, here in uh los angeles but, california but, but wherever you are wherever all right you are. if you're a smart dumb guy out there you got two friends in la now okay yes throw that around that'll give you a little cachet yeah. feel free to go my friend joe lives in la he told me this the other day okay because he did on this podcast um so joe how can how can people get a hold of you they could follow me on twitter at joe kilgallon that's kilgallon k-i-l-g-a-l-l-o-n i'm also on facebook it's all my name i got my name for everything instagram facebook by the way i've been killing it on instagram lately okay and i feel like my numbers should start reflecting that guess what instagram i don't get it you don't get it (laughs) see no i'm all about instagram now because it's just pictures and not shitty opinions oh i hate people being like twitter's dead it's all about instagram i'm like no no twitter's not dead i like twitter a lot it's facebook that's really the worst good fuck fuck that place fuck facebook i want to fuck your facebook okay that's too much i got creepy way too much way too much you got you went too long on that one you got greedy you got greedy um myself joe thanks for asking you can can... (laughs) hold on no don't let's rewind all right Marty DeRosa, where can yeah. our great listeners find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at Marty DeRosa on Twitter, M-A-R-T-Y-D-E-R-O-S-A, uh, or my podcast, my other podcast. I feel like this is this is where I can just you know sort of like let my hair loose. That's what I was going to say. This is my, my little fun fun time. Okay, my last podcast was all sports, which I loved, and we will talk some sports on this. We'll be able to talk about everything. You're on goddamn this right, in our smart dumb guy way. You are goddamn right. And your other podcast is at fantastic, critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed. One critic acclaimed about it. No. Yes, but well, that's all you need is one critic. It's like <laughs> if you're number one one day, you're number one we, always. We know how that goes. And we do for <laughs> sure. And it, uh, I was a guest on it twice. So you go were. listen to those episodes. Wrestling first. with depression. <laughs> Uh, is my podcast and uh, reviewed on iTunes. You can get it on iTunes or WrestlingWithDepression dot com. Uh, and then uh, you still those cool shirts. I do. I got Buy shirts. ProWrestlingTees dot com backslash wwd. Uh, get yourself a. Uh, did I show? You, did I tell you I, I stole the Sub Pop logo for a uh, Wrestling with Depression? Did you shirt? really? Nice. WWD POD. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I so, like that. Yeah, you can get that at, at uh, the 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 nice people at uh, ProWrestlingTees dot com. And uh, maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll be uh, we'll be pitching uh, uh, shirts for this podcast. We'll come up with some. Maybe people will want to wear the name of this podcast on their chest. The smartest dumb guys. Mm, you never know. I believe it. I see that day coming soon. It'll say "fuck your Facebook." <laughs> no, it's no, <laughs> not a bad shirt. All right, for the smartest dumb guys, I'm Marty. I'm Joe, and uh, come back next week. Thank you.